0: They are saying, like, okay, we need to get Sabonis involved. I think it's more so, Sabonis, you need to fucking take control and get yourself involved.
1: Well, and back to Barnes, I think part of that, part of his, I guess, struggles is the fact that they're trying to establish Keegan as the third option and trying to make a big three out of Fox, Domas, and Keegan. And um, I think they're doing it now and looking at the big picture so that Keegan can perform later. So...
0: Um, But yes, Davion came in. I thought he absolutely killed it, especially being demoted and not starting tonight. He takes it as a professional and he comes in and he does his fucking thing. Uh, But yeah, it was a great first quarter.
1: Welcome to the Sports Ethos Kingscast. It's daily. Joined by my co-pilot, Elizabeth. What's happening, Liz? What's up?
0: What's up?
1: Kings just beat the Trailblazers in overtime. But let's start off with the first quarter. Domas starts off hotter than Bulldog Ramen. Herter hits a three. Kings miss some bunnies like Keegan missing a pump fake right at the basket. Domas misses a layup after a brilliant drive. Harrison Barnes does hit a three. Davion appears to hurt his wrist when Shaden Sharp falls on him on a drive. At 4.51, Monk and Davion join uh, Domas, HB, and Herter in the lineup. Monk immediately goes full Steve Nash, pick-and-roll God, hits Domas for a layup, hits Len for a monster dunk on three Blazers. Davion hits two threes. In the second quarter, Kessler with a nice block on Skylar Mays, who also had a good game, by the way. Shout-out to him. Len, monster put-back dunk off Monk being blocked. Keegan hits a motion, corner three at 10-10. Uh, Chris Duarte comes in for Kessler-Edwards. And, and the greatest thing is, is about that is that there's no drop-off defensively. Um, Len gets an N1 courtesy off a perfect pass from um, Davion. Blazers make a run. Duarte hits a three to stop it um, at the end of the second. And I will say this. Katie was spitting straight fire with her comments. Uh, everything I thought she would say. So I thought that was great. Uh, great. Um, and she mentioned how this looks like the bean team that we all know and love, minus the bad free throws. Elizabeth, what are your takeaways?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, Sabonis uh, started off amazing. Um, he was going in, going inside, getting the easy bunnies. Uh, you know, he was off having some offensive rebounds. And Matt Barnes said it, I said it, you know, after last game, uh, that he has to be more aggressive. It is unacceptable for Sabonis to take only four shots in an entire game. And especially, I know he didn't even play, most of the second half on that, you know, Rockets game in the second game, but still you taking four shots is like, that's unacceptable for Sabonis. You are the second best player on this team. You're the all NBA, you know, all-star type of player. You have to take more shots. You have to take control of this team. You have to lead this team by example. So he did just that in the first quarter. He came out hot. He started off, I believe with like nine points, six rebounds and like three assists in the first quarter. I mean, that's just absurd. That's a crazy stat line. Um, I, I, We got to give a shout out to Keon Ellis, too, getting his first NBA start. I love that Mike Brown is not afraid to make changes. He is not going to tolerate shit product on the floor. In the past two games in Houston, the team gave us shit product. So he said, you know what? I'm going to make a change. There's some players that aren't going to be playing tonight. We didn't see Sasha. We didn't see JaVale. We saw Alex Lynn tonight, who I thought had an awesome fucking game tonight. Um, But yes, Davion came in. I thought he absolutely killed it especially being demoted and not starting tonight. He takes it as a professional and he comes in and he does his fucking thing. Uh, but yeah, it was a great first quarter. Um, I'm happy with the first quarter.
1: And in the second half, Kings make adjustments. They seem like they're more committed to defense. Keon on and Ellis makes the first four points for the Kings. Uh, there's that one sequence where uncle Keegs blocks, blocks and sharp from behind dribbles on the floor, then sprays the Kevin Herter for a corner three, uh king's offense goes for a dry spell for about three minutes near the end of the third herder breaks the drought and hits a spray three from davion davion goes off and scores four consecutive points to end the quarter fourth quarter kings have a one-point lead 85 84 over the blazers kings hold off a blazers run malik gets a nice and one that energizes the whole building blazers going to run for themselves hb hits a timely uh corner three to take the lead Blazers spam DeAndre Aiden hitting mid-range jumpers and Skyler Mays' drives. And by the way, Skylar Mays is a second-round draft pick uh, from the Atlanta Hawks about three or four years ago. Just again, the tradition of under-the-radar players going off against the Kings continues. Uh, Kings make some ridiculous turnovers. However, 7.5 seconds ago, Monk gets a blocking foul and needs to hit two free throws to tie the game which he does. and Sharp happens to foul, uh, foul out on that play. In overtime, Jeremy Grant goes to work and hits a three. Then Davion answers with his own three, which was amazing. Malik, a.k.a. the pick-and-roll god, hits a rolling De- Domas for the lay-in. Um, and then Domas hits a bad turnover with a bad pass to Monk. And then Davion saves Domas' ass and makes a timely steal. Um, Domas gets fouled and hits a free throw. Kings up by one. And then the rest is history. My goodness. Let me just say this. If you can't appreciate tonight's performance compared to the Houston road trip, you need some help. It's either the Kings will lose by 20 and then you shit on the team. And then the Kings play competitively but are in a close game. But then you still shit on the team. It's like you can't be happy. I don't understand that. Get off my timeline with that garbage. Seriously, this was a great performance compared to that debacle in Houston. So. I can't figure it out. It's like, it's all or nothing, I suppose. I guess if the Kings aren't up by 20, you're going to nitpick. One person was popping off on my timeline talking about, oh, yeah, Kings are so great. Look at their free throw percentage. Really? You're going to talk about free throw percentage when they're having a performance like this, which was much needed? Um, And then, yeah, what can I say? Anywho, Elizabeth, what do you think?
0: So I wanted to um, kind of go back to the second quarter. I believe uh, Chris Duarte had a great uh, defensive um, possession, and even Katie mentioned it on the broadcast. Um, he was moving his feet, and he got his chest into the player, and I just absolutely love seeing that. Um, this is what Mike Brown is preaching to these guys is defense, defense, defense. So when these guys like you know Chris Duarte, uh, you know, Kessler Edwards, when they have those type of defensive stands, it just makes me so happy because, again, he was not tolerating the shit that was happening in Houston. This win, by any means, was not fucking pretty. Uh, 20-something turnovers, we missed a shit ton of free throws. But at the end of the day, a win is a fucking win. I will celebrate it. Um, But, yeah, Malik Monk, I mean, just that fucking man, just pay him already, give him his extension, do what we got to do to retain him. Um, He just continues to show how important he is to this team. And in crunch time, Uh, He continues to just make plays. He makes all of our bigs just look fucking amazing. Um, He can pretty much play a two-man game with anyone out there. I'm pretty sure I could probably get some solid looks with Malik Monk out there. Uh, You know what I mean? So it's just, it's crazy how good he is, how he always looks for someone else first before he kind of takes his own. Um, So I appreciate, I appreciate having Malik Monk on this team. Davion also too. That fucking um, steal... Situation that he had on Jeremy Grant, who was absolutely fucking cooking tonight, when he drove down, picked him from behind, and the ball was about to go out of bounds, and he threw it back off his fucking leg. I mean, that right there, that's Davion in itself. Like, that is the type of tenacious player he will give, you know, he will be, he will continue to be. So I love that. But all around, it was a team fucking effort tonight. I'm so proud of them for pulling out this win. They definitely needed it after the past two games as well. Um, so
1: no complaints here. And shout out to Mike Brown for putting uh, Kessler Edwards in, in overtime. Uh, he had a key defensive stop on Jeremy Grant, which I thought was major. And then again, like you said, Malik Monk, shout out to him for making the clutch free throws, hitting 13 out of 15, I think, uh, or 12 out of 15. I don't know. But It was
0: 15 out of 19 that he did. Yeah. Malik
1: Monk, yeah. Amazing. Which is all I ask. If we're not in rhythm and our shooting is off, get to the paint, get to the free throw line, it, which, is like, I, which is what they did, which is amazing.
0: Two, I want to say uh, Kevin Herter had an absolute really fucking good game tonight. They're showing his stats on the TV, 17 points. And then I believe he had, it said they had five rebounds. That's a great, great fucking game for Kevin Herter, a bounce back game. He needed that. Um, but I also love, he had, I believe it was in overtime. He had that wraparound pass to uh, Davion Mitchell for that three that was so fucking beautiful because people do not understand that type of pass, especially when you're on the opposite side of the court to wrap that around a shit ton of defenders through the paint and to get that pass without even being touched for Davion Mitchell three. That is the, one of the hardest passes in the entire NBA to make. And Kevin Herter did it to a fucking T and Davion obviously made it, perf- you know, made it to perfection. Um, but yeah, just all around uh, the team played great tonight. And I just say real quick too, um, I'm not speaking on anyone particular in this space, but I did see, I follow like a Kings page on Facebook, and I did see people were wanting Mike Brown fired already, and I thought that was fucking Um, laughable. I hate people. Trolls will be trolls. Like, you don't deserve to be a fucking basketball fan if you think after, you know, however many games, like, Mike Brown should already be fired. Like, look, shout out to the fucking Houston Rockets, because they are the fucking, they are the real deal. Like Daly said, they are the Sacramento Kings of last season like they're killing it so like for us to get blown out by them twice that's a credit to them because they fucking brought it and they also blew up the lakers tonight so i just wanted to say that as well go ahead ross
2: and last year the rockets they played us tough too um we had to have that little uh Aaron fox questionable call to get us the win but um yeah people who want Mike Brown from hired is crazy he's the best coach we've had in like since rick Adelman. so that's just insanity um uh, and one thing a lot of people are talking about is we don't have a, a lot of new players, but we do have, um, three kind of heavy guys going in or four, including Javel McGee, um, being fit into our second rotation. So that is, uh, you know, it's none of the starters, but it is something to be said. So, uh, he's got to get used to that. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I lost my voice. This was my first game tonight and it was fucking insane. Crowd was just ridiculous. We bought, um, one of our friends who grew up in the Bay area and he hadn't been to a Kings game before. And it was, he was just, you know, I hate to say it, but he's a Warriors fan, but he left there probably 10% a Kings fan because he was like, this is ridiculous. Um, he's been to chase center. He <clears throat> trashed chase center and said that the fans have absolutely nothing. he was like, this is real basketball fan. So it's just cool to see that. Uh, as far as the game, a lot of positives, uh, Sabonis he he just does that thing. You know, he's people want him to take over, but he doesn't necessarily have that game. He relies on the team and when Fox isn't there, you can kind of see um, his weaknesses, but you know, big picture Fox will be there. So shout out to him. Um, Monk won us this game. Monk was the heart and soul. He missed those four free throws early, then didn't miss a single free throw after that. It's so many clutch shots. Um, I don't like to bring up the refs, but this is the sixth or seventh game, and we have yet to have a game where I felt like we had the benefit of the whistle, and it was rough tonight. Um, Shout-out to the Blazers. They got some nice pieces. Shaden is insane. Um, Whoever that kid Mays is, I'm going to look him up when I get home. And
1: Skyler Mays, shout-out to him. Second-round draft pick He was picked 50th by Atlanta.
2: Good Lord. Um, The one thing I'll say is I kept – Telling them make this kid shoot a damn Jumper like why do you keep letting him get in the lane And the one jumper he took was the Game uh, game winning shot and he missed um, Last thing I'll say And I hate to talk about my man Black Falcon but I, I'm Going to give him a pass but there were Several times where we were uh, one Foul away from being Having them in the penalty and Barnes signature in games Like this is getting us four or five Free throws in that moment and he just was very passive and kind of has been passive from the first game. So, I'm going to give him the pass. But, man, I'm going to need you to, uh, you know, take some field goals. Barnes, go to attack the basket. Uh, but, great win.
3: I'm just still trying to recover from this win because this whole game, like this, in, especially in crunch time, it was a nail-biter. Because, like, <clears throat> after Monk seemingly didn't get that call, I was like, okay, no, that's a blocking foul. And then he got the call and then they got the clutch free throws and just, oh, I was just at a loss for words. Davion got that clutch steal, and honestly, when we—I don't know if we said it last game—but we, where we was like somebody has to step up, play more aggressive, and I think Sabonis filled that role completely to a T because he came out the first quarter scoring 11 points and like he was, you know, getting to the basket. And um, <clears throat> and I think that was a—he did played really great this game. So like, <clears throat> especially um, Monk played this game great as well. Davion played this, honestly. Like someone said, I don't know who it was, but people need to owe Davion an apology because, like, when he was, okay, so, like, he realized he wasn't starting and then he came off the bench, the bench providing a hell of a lot. So, like, David. Yeah, had a triple-double. He had a triple-double? That's what oh. I was told.
0: He didn't
3: have a triple-double. I, well, I was finished. I was going to praise that man more. Anyways, um, he, he honestly deserves all the praise, all the flowers, because, like, people were saying trade him. And these little, you know, Mark Tres, they were saying, Oh, trade Dave Young, get rid of him. Honestly, I still believed, I still believed in him. And tonight he showed that, you know, <clears throat> he can step up to a T and like, you know, provide what we need to get this win. And honestly, I don't give a shit how we won, as long as we win at the end of the day. Like, <laughs> I'm still at a loss for words from this game. And I honestly loved what I saw from these people. And shout out Kessler Edwards, Keon Ellis, Alex, Alex Lynn, especially. Alex Lynn, Getting like two monstrous dunks, average two blocks, and it was just amazing.
1: Yeah, he was battling for sure. And what would the fans be saying about Domas right now if Domas makes that silly pass to Monk in overtime? I think, and then Davion doesn't get that steal off Jeremy Grant, and Jeremy Grant actually made that. We do we'd be done. I mean, it, it would be barbecue chicken for Domas, right? Like, fans would be. Burning him at the stake. Amazing. Trade him. Trade him. Exactly.
0: Well, I, I do want to say, I I get the you know, people saying people need to apologize to Davion. He gets a lot of criticism since he's been in the league. So far this season, he has been very underwhelming, especially on both sides of the ball, his defense, because he's basically undersized a lot of the times when he's out there. So I get some of the criticism that Davion is getting. Tonight it is not warranted because he came out he accepted his role coming off the bench instead of starting tonight, and he absolutely fucking killed it. So there is no criticism that can be warranted for Davion tonight. But I do understand some people's points. Over the past, you know, couple games so far this just this season. I'm not talking about previous seasons. So far this season, he has not been that great. Um, that's just facts. But with Davion, I know that he will continue to work on his game. He will continue to do what he's asked to be, you know, doing by the coaching staff. So we have we obviously have to give him time. But Mike Brown did make the correct call. T- did make the correct call tonight by sitting him and starting Keon Ellis.
1: Which was a name only, though. I feel I feel like Keon Ellis start, but you know they didn't run any plays for him or anything. He only shot three times. I I really wish they sprayed it out to him so we could get some rhythm threes at least. You know what I mean.
3: I also wanted to add on, Keon also got a steal in, like, a third quarter, and he also caught an alley. So, like, even though he didn't shoot as much, I just wanted to say that was also impressive that he managed to get a steal, and then on the fast break, caught an alley. So, like,
0: I just wanted to add on that on. Yeah, so good. Can we, too, I want to give a shout-out. Chris Murray blocked Keegan, which I thought was fucking hilarious. I mean, I know he's on the trailblazers, but Keegan, like, cracked a smile, like, a laugh, like, a chuckle afterwards, and that was, like, the funniest shit, and, like, them showing his family i absolutely just love stuff like that um it's not every day you see brothers going head to head in the nba but also fucking you know identical twins so i just love that for the family that's fucking awesome oh and then Um, keegan
1: hits that uh movement three in the corner so good
0: (laughs) exactly but it just shout out to chris for at least getting a block on his older brother you know his more experienced nba brother oh i can't wait to
1: hold to see him hold that over his head Oh, you know, that's going to be a topic of conversation at Thanksgiving. Exactly. I love it. Good point. Keith, what's up? So
4: I think we kind of touched on this earlier, and I think it's becoming a bigger conversation, obviously, because, I mean, up until tonight, they had the two-game losing streaks. This Sabonis conversation is really, really starting to take shape with the fans. Last year in the playoffs, it was more so obviously we were getting flack from the Warrior fans, whatever the case may be. But I like the fact that at least tonight, I don't know whether it was spoken about or maybe they had a a team uh, meeting where they said, okay, we got to get Sabonis involved early. And I do think when they do get Sabonis involved early, there's more opportunities because it's not comparable, obviously, to the regular season, but I remember that preseason game when they played Golden State at home when Sabonis came out, and he was just aggressive. I, do would, I would like to see a little bit more of that where it's like, okay, we get Domas some touches early, get him in a flow for things, and kind of see where it goes from there. Um, in regards to the Barnes thing, the Barnes thing, I'd be lying if I said it's not starting to worry me. Um, Barnes made, don't get me wrong, Falcon made some huge plays without scoring the basketball. I felt like at least down the stretch of the game that were maybe not, they're not probably not be talked about as much as all the other stuff that happened and transpired in regards to plays such as Davion or even Monk's great scoring output down the stretch, but they were plays that were key uh, here or there. Um, but I am starting to get nervous about Barnes because obviously the inconsistency with Herder right now. Um, hopefully that continues after tonight with his 17 points to level out. But the Barnes thing does start to worry me a little bit here because it's not even about the point output. It's just that there's no, um, I guess you could say, aggressiveness on his than it feels like. So hopefully we can just fine tune some stuff here. But that Barnes thing might be an issue down the road. It's already starting to take shape, I feel like.
0: Well, to touch on your thing about Sabonis, I don't think it's necessarily like they are saying like, okay, we need to get Sabonis involved. I think it's more so Sabonis, you need to fucking take control and get yourself involved. Because when we start games, generally, like the first play, we'll run our DHO, things like that, and someone else will get an open look. Tonight, Sabonis took control, which he needs to do, especially when Fox is not there. Take control. And get yours a little early. Do what you got to do. Get the ball in the basket. Be aggressive early. Show these teams you ain't fucking around. And then you can start getting others involved. That's the problem with Sabonis is he's so unselfish. He wants to get everyone else involved first. But I'm like, Sabonis, you need to be selfish sometimes. Especially when you have certain guys on you and you know you can get there and get the moves on them and get down to the basket. So tonight, I think it was more so the coaching staff saying, you need to take control we put the ball in your hands to start our offense. If you have a look at the basket, take the mid range or take it to the fucking hoop, draw a foul, do whatever you got to do. So I think it's more so that it's just, he needs to take control. It's not like everyone needs to get him involved because the offense starts through him.
1: Well, and back to Barnes, I think part of that, part of his, I guess struggles is the fact that they're trying to establish Keegan as the third option and trying to make a big three out of Fox, Domas and Keegan. And, um, I think they're doing it now in looking at the big picture so that Keegan can perform later. So, whereas last season, uh, Barnes was obviously um, the third option behind Fox and Domas. Or oh, then maybe even he and uh, Herder were kind of split, right? So, I think now he's kind of been put in the back seat, so to speak, when it comes to the offense. So, he's like almost the last option uh, when it comes to the picking order of shooting. So, Ross, what's up?
2: Yeah, I agree with both of you guys. Barnes definitely has been, like, kind of pushed down the ladder. But in a game like tonight where you got the Portland Trail Blazers with really not a huge name, like, Sabonis is probably the biggest star on the court. These are the kind of nights where I just hope Barnes would just give you six or seven free throws and just, you know, kind of have his presence be felt. Um, But I'll give him a pass because I do agree with what you said. and Liz I agree with you on the um Sabonis thing when he's aggressive early it's kind of like when a point guard gets to the basket early everybody starts collapsing on him um the only thing with Sabonis is he really struggles with strong centers like a guy like Aiden he just tries to back him down and kind of gives up um I would like to see him just be aggressive almost to a fault and uh even if you're putting up not the greatest shots if you're being aggressive and going to the basket maybe taking a few of those free throw jumpers um I mean he has such a magnetic force on offense if he's ultra aggressive I think that's how we make up for Fox not being there so maybe it's a learning lesson for him um but I wanted what I wanted to say was um curious your guys thoughts on Kevin Herter cuz I loved what I saw out of him tonight um he had two shots to give us the lead and they were in and out, but he sh- he's been shooting with confidence. The one thing I'll say is like kind of people's gripe with Barnes is that you don't really feel him out there with Herter. I don't feel like he sacrificed anything. He's just not hitting his shots, um, but his confidence to me looks completely fine. And I love the way he pl- has been playing the last couple of games, like make or miss.
0: I think with Kevin Herter, With him, like, his offensive struggles defensively, I actually think he's been, like, tremendous so far. Um, He's been staying with his guys. He's been moving his feet. So I think he's kind of taken the mumblings of him potentially getting benched for Chris Duarte, like, serious. And he's like, okay, I need to focus on getting my defense better. My offense will come in time. Kevin Herter has not, that I can at least remember, has not taken a bad shot so far this season. He's been coming off screens wide open, you know, throwing up his threes. He's just not making them. I mean, tonight, you know, he got a couple going, um, things like that. He's getting to the basket. I love, I believe he had like, like three um, dribble handoffs, like from Sabonis and he was cutting to the basket. He missed a couple like layups and stuff, but I'm totally okay with that when he's being like aggressive like that. Like I love when Kevin gets to the basket, Um, but he has not taken any bad threes that I can remember so far this season. So Eventually, he's going to start hitting, you know, a good six to seven a game and he's going to get going. Um, But defensive wise, like I love what he's doing out there. He's getting rebounds. He's passing well. um, So he's not a liability being on the court. Uh, But yeah, Harrison Barnes, he does definitely need to be more aggressive. But as Daly said, I feel like they're trying to kind of plug Keegan into that third spot, you know, the third guy instead of Harrison. So he's kind of getting pushed back on the, you know, lower of the totem pole.
5: All right, so forgive me if my voice is a little raspy. I just came from the game. So I lost my voice tonight. But I will say, I said this on Monday. Shooters shoot, and Kevin Herter looked like he found his stroke tonight. I was very impressed with the shooting and the shot selection that he had. A couple bad turnovers, but nothing too alarming. But I will agree that he's still a bit of a liability on the defensive end. Um. Sabonis looked like a beast tonight, like, like we were talking about on Monday. He needs to step up after only taking four shots in Houston. Finally worked, uh, worked up enough courage uh, to get down low in the paint and almost had a triple-double tonight, 27-11-9, I believe it was what it was. Um, a lot of people were pretty shocked to see that Keon was starting. Um, and to be fair, he didn't really have a great game offensively, but it definitely felt like the pace was a lot faster when Mitchell was not the one starting. But overall, I saw a lot of positives in this game, but also a lot of negatives. Uh, one of the positives is definitely, uh, of course, Herter's game, but uh, another positive would be the defense. I loved the defensive plays that we made down the stretch, and uh, I love the fact that Monk stepped up as well. Um, again, a, a bit of a negative. I agree with a lot of you. That Barnes needs to step it up. um There was a lot of there was some clutch plays from him, but there was that bonehead turnover with the full with the full court pass that had everybody in the arena putting their uh, head in their hands, where we thought we lost the game. In fact, my brother said, "GGS, it's over," with like thirty seconds left. But overall, I think that you know, hey, it was an ugly win, but a win is a win. In all honesty.
1: So Jordan, can you describe? Jordan, can you describe uh, how your section reacted when? I think it was Domas who made a bad bounce pass to Monk in overtime, perhaps, and then oh, Jeremy yeah. Grant is going up for a layup, and then Davion uh, gets that steal or, or turnover when he knocks the ball off his legs out of bounds.
5: Genuinely, um, again, thought it was over because it's. Bonehead plays like that that make you think that this team is going back to the way we were in the drought where we just make dumb mistakes after dumb mistake after dumb mistake and cost us the game. But, um, again, Monk came up clutch, which I'm very grateful for. And this game was actually the first time I ever got to saw a beam at a game I was attending. So oh, congrats. I'm very, I'm very, very grateful for that. And, yes, it is even more beautiful than people are describing. So. Overall, I had fun at the game, but these guys definitely took years off of me, and I'm only 21.
1: So. <laughs> Jordan, we appreciate you calling in, man, especially after a game. Usually after a game, I'm wiped. Maybe I'm just an old mf'er. Um, and then I don't – man, it's so underestimated. Just the experience of going outside of Golden 1 and having that beam lit. The vibes are immaculate. Everyone's super happy. People are acting a fool, but it, it, it's a good thing. Oh man, it's unbelievable.
5: It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. I never got to experience that last year. I went to I think three or four games last year, and we lost every single one of those games. One of those games, which really pissed me off, was it was the one game that uh, Philadelphia played in Sacramento where they didn't have Harden or Embiid on the floor, and we still lost. And huh. I had, a, and I had a feeling. I was like, maybe it's me. I think it's me. <laughs> I think it's me. We
1: all we all have that feeling. Like to this day I still will never wear Kings gear on uh when I'm watching them on TV on on during game days because I think it's my fault if they lose because every honestly, time I did that, they would lose.
5: Yeah, honestly, I feel the same way. I wear my every time I've worn my Keegan Murray jersey, they lose. And this is like the first time that they've won a game when I'm wearing the Keegan Murray jersey.
1: Oh man. Well, congrats on seeing a win in person. Uh, that's always a wonderful feeling uh thank you jordan for calling in and stay on feel free to stay on
6: what's up guys first time talking on here let me just say great win um actually ugly win but i'm happy that they figured out a way to win even without fox malik monk was a killer gave me a heart attack the entire time but he was a killer and close it out domas played his ass off I just wanted to say, I could definitely tell, I don't know if you guys saw this, but I could definitely tell this game how much the Kings miss De'Aaron and how much he pushed the pace. There's something that I always see with De'Aaron is when De'Aaron notices the other team's big isn't running the floor, he will push the pace. There's too many times I saw this game where they would grab a rebound and just stop, and I can tell that that was a big halter in the offense and eventually will lead to our 24 second offense where we would usually have a bad shot at the end. The entire game I was just screaming to just run the ball the entire time and it was frustrating but I'm happy for the win. Malik oh my god Malik I was about to have a heart attack the entire game but great win I'm happy and I'm actually happy they really were able to close it out. They they're showing that even without De'Aaron, they're coached well and they can figure out how to close out a game.
1: Oh, absolutely. And this is gonna pay off in the long run. And I'm so glad you pointed out the fact that De'Aaron always gets out and goes as quick as yeah. possible.
6: Yeah, no, he he will see that and I was like screaming at Davion or every time Herder would grab the ball, it's like throw the ball, run though, just just get down there because AN is A.N. in this game was playing really well, but you can tell the issues with his size where he honestly plays kind of soft against Sabonis, shooting those mid-ranges where I thought oftentimes he actually had position to go in and just push Domas down. But, you know, I know Domas struggles with bigger sizes, but I think he got lucky this game with A.N., who seems to be more of a, I want to shoot the ball in that mid-range than take you down in the paint.
1: I will say though those late mid range shots by DeAndre Ayton
6: were Disgusting. pissing me
1: off. They, I was like I was stressing about him, and I was like, yeah. I really think the Kings need to start spamming uh, Domas's mid range game. I, he's proven he could hit them now, and uh, I think that should be an option for us."
6: Yeah, definitely. Also want to say Keegan. I don't know what's going on with Keegan. I think it's a level of indecisiveness with him. I think he still is thinking a lot because there's one play where. Harrison grabs, goes under, passes the ball to Keegan. Keegan drives, but settles for mid-range. But he has, what is the point guard's name? He has a point guard on him. He doesn't drive to the basket. He takes a mid-range. I'm just like, he's definitely in his head this entire time. Like he, I'm hoping he figures something out.
1: Yeah, I think over the summer how he was working out with Fox. I definitely think he has the tools now. He um, improved his game as far as his mid-range game and his off-the-dribble game unfortunately though i still think the game is probably going a little too fast for him and so right now i I consider the next 40 games kind of lab like lab work for him if that makes sense and then hopefully the game will slow down for him by the all-star break and he could really be you know officially part of the big three and be consistent but right now it just seems like yeah it's a little too fast for him still he's still only in the second year so it's like
6: yeah no, I'm hoping, I'm just hoping, I know, I can see it. I'm just hoping. I think he he just needs some decisiveness. And I think once the game slows down from, like you're saying, after probably the first forty games, I think once he gets in this groove, we're going to see the kicking that we've been waiting to see.
1: Ruthless, man. Uh, so glad you came through, and it's always nice to match the voice uh, to the profile pic, so yeah. please come yeah. back, man. <laughs> and thank you for blessing my timeline. Uh, you <laughs> definitely enhance my timeline. I enjoy your tweets. Um, Definitely. Thank yeah, you. Man. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. Thank you all for coming through. And uh, yeah, light the beam, baby. Bye, y'all.